This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. And today is day 60 and we're going to talk about compulsive lying, my husband is depressed, and group therapy. If you're new here, welcome. We have over 270 episodes about all things marriage-related. Season one of our podcast was about our terrible marriage and how we got through it to a better marriage. So you should go and listen to that. And it has an entire free workbook that you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, and as always, our show is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook on us when you visit audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. We love audiobooks. We use them all the time, every single day, mm-hmm. literally every single day. So please take advantage of that free audiobook by visiting audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Mm-hmm. That's right. And if you're joining us, uh, on Facebook Live or Instagram Live, which we're on every single day. Of send in your questions of the week. Send in your questions. And if you hear us talking to people, that's who we're talking to. Rochelle just wrote a five-star review. Five stars. You all rock. Yes. <laughs> Thank that's you, Rochelle. our review of the day. That is we awesome. We all rock. Um, all right. We're going to jump straight into this. Before we do biz. that, I want to do a thankful thing again. Oh, yes. Okay. What are you thankful for today? You go first so I can think of one. Um, I am thankful that we are slowly but surely, with the help of our community and friends, figuring out the, uh, the how to get the mental health stuff sorted out in our home mm. with our kiddo. Right. That's a huge deal for us mm-hmm. right now. It's something that we're like so in the middle of that we don't realize until it got slightly better like two days Mm. ago it was like oh my gosh it's not it just doesn't feel so stressful and you don't realize how much like weight you're under Mm -hmm. until it starts to become lifted off and so i'm so thankful for the support that we've had in our anatomy of marriage women's community that's right actually i want to shout out to the ladies group there i posted about stuff we're going through with our family and in in literally like 10 minutes, there was like 37 comments. Wow. And there's over 100 mm-hmm. now. So please join the women's groups and the men's groups. This is a community of people who care about you and love you. And I could not be more thankful for that. 
Uh, and so that, I just wanted to say that's something I'm really thankful for today. Mm-hmm. The fact that things are getting better with our kid and then the fact that I have a whole, I mean, we have a gigantic community of people who care. They give a crap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm thankful. <laughs> there's there's strength in numbers in that way. And I am thankful for that and the mental wellness of our family and not only our kids, but us too. And I am glad that I... Uh, I'm starting back in a workout program and stuff too. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm thankful for. And I'm thankful that you support it. So thanks. Okay. Now we're going to jump in. Howdy y'all. I was, I'm looking for advice, insights, suggestions regarding living with a spouse with depression. My husband was diagnosed with depression early this year, but he admitted to me after the diagnosis that he knew he had depression since 2016. He never told me about his struggles and never sought help because he thought it would harm his career. As a result of the undiagnosed depression, we have become very distant and our relationship has suffered as a result. For the last several months, we have attended counseling together and we have really been improving as a couple. However, he still has his ups and downs. He doesn't know what I can do to help him during these times and still tries to hide when he is feeling low. I am able to notice signs when he is hurting, but he never wants to talk about it or even admit it is happening. I just want to, I just don't want to make things worse for him, which I often do out of frustration because I don't know what is going on. I'm not good at discussing feelings or being around people when they are emotional, but obviously I want to be there for my husband. Thank you. So this is a question that you and every other spouse with a depressed spouse has yeah and uh it could be depression or other mental illness and it's it's a it's a can be a roller coaster of not knowing what to do one of my good friends right now on another podcast has depression and he hasn't been on the show for a couple of weeks because he's in really deep depression do you know what i'm talking about no uh our friend joey Mm -hmm. and he talks about it on the show so it's not secret knowledge or anything and he is really struggling right now and it it is like even as a mental health professional it's like okay what do we do you know and i don't think that there's one best thing to do i know that with uh, the combination of pharmaceutical like psychopharmacology um you know antidepressants medicine and traditional talk therapy that you know the research suggests that um people have the most uh, success with the combination of those two i would exclusively um recommend exercise and on a on a on a daily basis and then also this is going to be funny because i i talk about it in a joking way but actually cold water therapy it it's not just a weird fun thing that i do it has i read an article yesterday about all the benefits that like a a 30 second cold shower after you take a hot shower Mm -hmm. does for your cells and actual like mitochondria and then also changes your brain Mm -hmm. too and it's it uh changes your state you know like change your state change your mind kind of thing um so i'm i'm not i've had clients with depression i've diagnosed depression before but that doesn't mean that I, you know, end all, know all. But in mm-hmm. support of the wife, I would say, okay, what is your counselor saying about, okay, when depression comes around, here's our protocol, right? Here's what we can do, right? And I would like to normalize depression as much as you can in your household because there, it sounds like your husband has shame. He wants to hide it because he's like, oh, you know, and sometimes they're, in in grief therapy, there's um, this this stages of grief. Elizabeth Kubler Ross 
I'm sure you guys have heard about it, but it's like um, denial, acceptance, anger. No, I can't remember. It's not in that order. (laughs) It's not in that order, but the first one is denial, right? Mm -hmm. And like mental illness, we there's a lot of the same things going on with mental illness as with death or like major loss. Mm -hmm. It's like I need, I have to admit that this is real. I accept it, and how can we go? How can we best now? go through with it you know mm-hmm. like um with our own family or with my own stuff about you know add and stuff it's like oh i want to be smart i don't have to take this medicine but it's like and and getting over the denial and accepting that part and then things can kind of mm-hmm. open up after that um josh says it's definitely a roller coaster sometimes the best help you can give is just making sure he knows that you're there mm-hmm. yeah that's right you know in therapy we call it the ministry of presence and that's kind of a catholic saying it's not like ministry like church or religion mm-hmm. or anything like that it's just like like the ministry of the magic arts you know in in uh harry potter right so it's different than that, well no it's but... just ministry means a different word than what we think yes, what it's we the think ministry it of presence like i'm here i see you mm-hmm. i'm here you know and you can you know sit quietly for two hours it doesn't matter mm-hmm. as long as that other person knows that they're there so yeah. it's definitely a hard question um my thoughts are going out to you i'm so glad that you guys are in counseling continue continue that counseling and if you need individual counseling about it go as well and him too oh i see what you're saying yeah um the one thing i wanted to bring up like based on what you were saying you talked about like the stages of grief and it and it is it's like even in our own journey with our kids it's like there are there's a level of like it's almost like school, the way you grow throughout the process of school, right? Mm-hmm. You got kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade. If you drop out of school in fourth grade, mm. you have a fourth grader's ability to read, write, think critically, um, anything, right? So it's your progress stops when you kind of redact, retract yourself mm-hmm. from a point of growth in life right Mm -hmm. so if you are in the process of grief or grieving on a like a diagnosis or whatever that is and you say too much out Mm -hmm. i'm out and you're in the denial part you're gonna be stuck there Mm -hmm. until you get right back in and go all the way through the process right you don't graduate until you graduate right Mm -hmm. and so i think it's a really important thing for uh just individuals and couples, if you're dealing with this in a couple setting, to figure out how to stick into the process until you get to the graduation part, which is finding the help you need. Maybe it's admitting you need um, pharmaceuticals or you know medication mm-hmm. or talk therapy or EMDR or mm-hmm. whatever. Like th- that is not a an acceptance of defeat. It's an acceptance of I'm gonna I'm going to figure this out. We're gonna figure this out together. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing too that I think I wonder if this exists. It seems like it must. Um, but because depression is um, like a physiological thing, it's, it's bio, it's bio, it's biopsychosocial, spiritual. It's all of it, right? It's almost silly to me, and I can get why this happens. But um, in Western medicine. We just go, oh, oh, well, I'll treat your, you know, I'll just make you a little bit happier with Mm -hmm. this pill. Mm -hmm. That should probably fix it all. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't work that way. That's like saying, I want to lose a bunch of weight and I'm just going to start eating some lettuce. Mm. I'm not going to do any other things. I'm just going to start eating some lettuce. I bet it will be fine. And that's how we're treating everything. It's not very holistic. It's Mm -hmm. not very biopsychosocial, spiritual. And so I, I wish that it existed, or maybe it does, that there is like a group of people who do 
I don't want to say exercise because in our brain we have exercise tied with like weight loss, Mm -hmm. getting ripped. Like I'm talking about exercise as in a state change, changing how you feel Mm -hmm. like a cold dip does, like running does, like jogging or bouncing on a trampoline or... Movement. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's biopsychosocial. It's everything. Your body. Move your body and get your mind in gear and get your thoughts in gear and Mm -hmm. your prayers in gear. Mm -hmm. It takes all of... It's like a wheel. Like all of the portions of the Mm -hmm. wheel have to move for the thing to go forward. Right. So everything is connected. I want to start out with explaining depression. It was explained to me a long time ago and it's really helpful. I think I've talked about it on the podcast. But so in our brain, if you can see what I'm doing here, my my hands are kind of parallel to each other. And um, brain chemicals are like a dam, right? Mm -hmm. So with depression, we have certain chemicals that get low, right? So the water level is lower in a dam. On one side? On one side of Mm -hmm. the dam, right? And um, then we're, we're, we find we're more lethargic or depressed or we want to sleep more, or, mm-hmm. you know, increase or uh, decrease in appetite or whatever. And so with pharmaceuticals and with exercise and with talk therapy, mm-hmm. it slowly helps to rise that level back up to mm-hmm. where it's supposed to be. And this is all like chemical, yeah. right? So although it's a biological, chemical, physical problem, it can be um, improved upon with pharmaceuticals, mm-hmm. with talk therapy, with biopsychosocial, spiritual stuff, mm-hmm. exercise, cold dip, movement, mm-hmm. all this stuff, all that stuff is going to affect it. Because if you just take a pill, and all the research says, like I said before, yeah, if you just take a pill and just lay there, sure, it might affect it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Also, you can have some pretty negative side effects as well. Yeah. But then if you slowly, um, uh, part of your like wellness routine, mm-hmm. wellness regimen, you do all this stuff, you're going to see an increase uh, in well, a decrease in depression and mm-hmm. an increase in overall, not not happiness, I'm not going to say that, but mm-hmm. um, um, uh, uh, like, you're going to present differently, right? Mm-hmm. If you do all that stuff. So I, I agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's really important that, well, what's on the other side of the dam? What do you mean it's like a dam? Well, you said both sides. There's nothing on one side I, of the dam. You know what I'm thinking of? A lock. <laughs> right. We no. live in Washington. I was thinking of a lock. Nobody like a, knows what that is. The Ballard locks when they let the boats pass through. Right. So it's when like we live a, in a maritime land. We do. We know what a lock. Somebody is. says being loving, supportive, and encouraging them to follow through. Like yoga therapy is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Who you know what yoga therapy is? Yeah, we've done it before. Who's we at our agency? I want to do yoga therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's really a vital thing that we don't. Uh, like I said, it's like if you imagine a whole wheel, like a tire of a car Mm -hmm. and you just cut a chunk out and you go, I'm going to drive now. Mm -hmm. Your tire is flat. It doesn't matter if one chunk is gone out of 10, Mm -hmm. your tire is flat. Mm -hmm. You need all 10 chunks to be in that wheel for the thing to actually turn. And so I think we need to have a more um, like biopsychosocial spiritual mindset around it and then find ways to make sure we're feeding all of those different parts of ourselves as Mm -hmm. a person. Uh, But thank you for asking asking the question because that's uh, it is really really challenging oh somebody else says along the lines of uh, like a bid for connection how do you approach that with someone who is in a pre- depressed state well well can i ask something really quick first mm-hmm. so i think that so right now i'm reading this book called the explosive child mm-hmm. and it is really phenomenal the narrator's really weird so it's hilarious but it's a really great book but one of the things that they say and this is something I think is probably not often said with this kind of thing, is that you can't talk about it when it's happening. Mm-hmm. The time that you address 
what should we say? What's the bid for connection mm-hmm. when you're depressed is not when they're depressed, right? right. Same mm-hmm. thing with an explosive child. If your kid is in the middle of screaming at you, mm-hmm. that's not when you say, let's have a strategy right. for handling this better because mm-hmm. they can't handle it at that moment. That's also not a time for a bid for connection. So when someone in is in uh, you know, an acute episode of depression, and which can be a long time, that is not the time mm-hmm. when you're bidding for connection because a bid for connection is asking for something, right? You're like, hey, what's going on? Because you want to connect, uh-huh. right? And, and that's fine when both people are in a state, right? Uh-huh. But sometimes that's just not on the table. Mm-hmm. It's just not on the table. So so I'm going to pause you there and we're going to keep talking about that. So that would that's what I think right layered on top of that is that means this is a proactive activity. Yes. You have to, before something is wrong, make a list with your partner. When your partner is well, when they feel happy, whole, safe, secure, mm-hmm. They feel available. They It's not draining to them, right? And you've got to figure out what that list is. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this. Actually, you, if you looked on our wall, there is like lined sheets of lined paper with like big fat marker, things we need to do and things we whatever, because I am the most visual person on this planet. And if I don't have it in a giant, ugly, gross looking list, I won't remember it. So make this list with your partner when they're healthy, when they're well, of ways that you can help them. Like, ask them when they're well. Why does it have to be ugly and gross? Because you won't remember if it's beautiful. You'll look at it and go, ah, that's that beautiful sign. I don't even care. For mm. me. Just for me. Okay. That's why our signs are ugly and gross. But... um Another really amazing thing that my best friend does mm-hmm. is she has struggled with depression and she wrote herself, I think her sister told her to do this in college. She wrote herself letters when she was well to her depressed self. Mm. And she had severe depression and anxiety and she would get like a borderline, um, what is it? Suicidal mm-hmm. ideation mm-hmm. thoughts. And so she would write herself letters to talk herself out of her depression mm. and talk herself out of her anxiety because she knew what she would, mm-hmm. she knew how the unhealthy version of her would talk. Right. She knew what words, what triggers, what language, what cues. And um, so please take the time before your partner is in a depressive state and see if they'll do this with you. Mm-hmm. I would also recommend voice recording mm-hmm. some of the stuff like audio notes yeah, in your phone and just like know that you will get in a depressive state and talk yourself out of it and hear yourself talking yourself out of it don't just mm-hmm. read it hear yourself and bring an, an energy to it if that makes sense okay my wife and i are going through a very hard financial time right now and a lot of tough choices are being made for us job loss repossession etc i have been i have been lying to my wife to protect her feelings and also because i'm worried about how she responded to the truth i started lying to her when she was pregnant because i just wanted to protect her from stress but now things are so bad i really want them to change but i don't know how to stop the habit of lying and finding myself doing it compulsively any insight would be appreciated Ooh, this is a good one so sometimes we think so okay i bet every single time that you've lied you've had a justification for it right and in one of the mel robbins book i think it was one of the mel robbins books Mm -hmm. she talked about okay if if we have to justify any idea then it might not be the best thing right Mm -hmm. i mean it okay so there's a real difference like like well, I killed that guy because he was running at my kids with a gun and bombs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, okay. So, so that's a reason. That's not a justification, right? But a justification would be like, well, I um, 
I was running late this morning, so I was just speeding, and I told my wife I wouldn't spend $5 at Starbucks, but I did because I was running late, and it was all this stuff. No, that just doesn't make sense. That's mm-hmm. just poor planning, right? Mm-hmm. Does this make does this make sense? So I, I, I can understand why, like, oh, well, she's pregnant, and I want things to be uh, not stressful for her, but that really kind of goes back. So lying's not the problem, I don't think. It, it is now, but it didn't start out that way. It started out with communication, the ability to understand and take stressful things and like to like have kind of a level playing field, you know? Oh, I don't want to stress her out because the baby. Well, okay, is she have a low tolerance for stress anyway and you're not handling something correctly mm-hmm. kind of thing? So I'm thinking more systemically about like communication styles, overall anxiety levels Mm -hmm. between you two Mm -hmm. and how you take bad or stressful news. You know, does she trip out when bad or stressful news happens or do you? I don't know. I think this comes really from family of origin because there are so many like secrets and stuff. Oh, don't tell so-and-so because they'll, they'll freak out and we just want to keep the peace, you know? So it's like sometimes keeping the peace isn't worth doing all the stuff you got to do to keep the peace. Well, and yes, but it's like this. This is the first time raising the imagery that came into my head when you were just saying that that is a facade. A lie is a facade. So it's a pretend front. So imagine that, um, I have like, uh, like if you open my front door and it's like a beautiful clean house and you see like perfect, pristine Pinterest clean house, but then you go to walk through the door and you realize, Oh, that's a piece of paper. That's a piece of paper with the image of an inside clean house. And when you open the second door, it's like a big fat mess full of rats and stink, Mm -hmm. right? It's a facade on the front that does nobody service on the inside. Mm -hmm. It is a a pretense that makes it seem like stuff is okay when the truth is terrible, right? And here's the problem. And this goes into our relationship where um, like historically, you've been afraid to tell me things Mm -hmm. or, or you'd like... Things that you don't like, you'll be like, oh, I'll just ignore that today. I'll white knuckle through that annoying thing today. Mm-hmm. I won't tell her right now because I don't want to m- ruin the mood or mm-hmm. I, w- I won't say anything. So that has accidentally trained me to not know what bothers you, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. that's the worst part about this scenario is that you're saying I've been lying to my wife to, s- to keep her from being upset. Mm-hmm. But in a way, you've actually like, um, what's the way to say it? Like handicapped her ability to know things and to process mm-hmm. them with you in real time. Mm-hmm. So now you've like stored up her upsetness. When mm-hmm. you tell her the truth, it's going to be way worse. It's mm-hmm. like opening that door, the second door and finding that the house is absolutely annihilated inside. Mm-hmm. When if all along you could have incrementally given the truth in a, in a way that is appropriate and healthy and loving and caring and thoughtful and not weird. Cause some people do that. They like, um, I'm just going to tell you the truth. You're an a-hole. And mm. it's like, well, you could have said a whole many different slew of things instead right. of calling me an a-hole out of nowhere. But that's how you decided to, quote, give me the truth. Right. right? You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it sometimes the things we do make people react worse. Um, and that's really the problem, not the truth of the matter. Right. It's the way we deliver the message. It's like... yeah lighting a message on fire and then throwing it at someone's house and be like, I don't know why they're so mad. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, it's a very tricky thing. Somebody says that sounds like uh, an extreme version of conflict avoidance. Mm-hmm. The more he lies, the worse her reaction will be. And he must know that deep down it's growing and growing. He's an emotional 
in what? an emotional Mexican standoff what? <laughs> with himself. I think it's like a gunslinger like a, like movie. Like okay corral or something um, with himself, and it's hard to find a way out. Either keep lying or face her wrath. Um, take it slow, take but it start slow. telling the truth and face the music, dude. Yep. Keeping the peace by lying does not keep the peace at all. That's a good that is, point. That is true. Um, hold we, on. So... Uh, we are, we are women. We will find out that you're lying. <laughs> uh, let's see. Extra difficult for those Enneagram types that may not be able to voice or even understand what their needs are. Coming I think that's... From a two. Yeah, yeah that's, and that was the, to the depression question. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, okay. My mom... When I was younger, my mom used to tell me, if you do something wrong, you get in trouble once. If you do something and lie about it, you get in trouble twice. Dang, mm-hmm. that's a good one. Yep. I try to explain it that way to my husband, too. If you do or don't do something then I may get upset about that one thing. But now if you lie about what you did or didn't do, now I'm pissed because not on... Wait. You also lied to me. Uh, yeah, not only did you do something you didn't like, you also mm-hmm. lied to me. So often he... what The lie is actually more angering than the thing. Yes. Yeah. And I would totally agree with that. That was actually same thing back into season one of our of the podcast where we had... you know Seth had been lying about looking at pornography and I was so hurt about the fact that he would lie. It was like, I mean, shockingly to me, it was way less about looking at something inappropriate and almost exclusively about the fact that he could lie to me about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I'm the kind of person where I'm like, oh, can I buy a pair of like water moccasin shoes for our kids? I'll call Seth and ask, right? Water moccasin. I don't know. I couldn't think of like... (laughs) What are they called? Pool shoes? I don't know. But I, like, I'm that kind of person where I'm, mm. I like process with Seth everything. Um, and so the fact that he could lie to me was just like totally devastating. And yes, you're getting in trouble more than once now. So mm. you're getting in trouble for the thing you did that you shouldn't have done. And now you're, and, and it's almost like, like you're getting burned for the thing that you did and then like a stab knife in the same spot for the fact that you lied about it, which is even worse. It's so much harder to process the sort of compound interest yeah. of lying on top of doing something that isn't great. Yeah, um, I, I would I would say get into, well, you guys are having money problems. So there are therapists who can do sliding scales and there's also state assistance that you can have for therapy as well. Um, but I would, I would highly encourage to go to a therapist and like create a space where you're not like tripping out inside Mm -hmm. and you guys get some other people around you Mm -hmm. to help you through. But, and I do want to say also there, I think what needs to come, what needs to happen here. And I know I have inside information on this person. So I know a little bit about them and I know they're not religious, but I think you need to have a quote, come to Jesus moment. Mm. Maybe you understand that term. I'm sure you do, but it's like a moment where you say, all right, all bets are off. I'm going to tell my wife what's been going on, but I'm going to do it with a contrite mind, meaning I'm not going to be mad at her for her feelings getting hurt. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this and approach it in a way I've never approached it in the past, right? So it's like you're putting all your weapons down. Lying is kind of like a weapon, Mm -hmm. right? You're going to put it all down on the table. You might want to go to anatomyofmarriage.com and get a tool called the clearing structure and fill Mm -hmm. that sucker out, um, or write down your thoughts and tell your wife, I have something really important to talk to you about. I know that this is really stressful. I feel like a piece of burning dog poop on a doorstep. So please, you know, walk through this with me. I'm not trying to be whatever. And you have a come to Jesus moment with your wife where you set everything down on the table. You tell her like, mm-hmm. and again, tell her the things that you need her to know. Don't overload her with every detail because I think in a way that's not super great. 
You know what I'm saying when I say that? Mm -hmm. Like, don't tell her all the ins and outs of everything. Give her the general concept of, I have been um, lying to you. And and make sure you state, I have felt like I had to to protect you. Mm -hmm. And then also state, I know that's the dumbest thing that's ever come out of my mouth. Right. Right? So then the next state is, or the next phase of that is, you allow your wife to do whatever she's going to do. She might yell in your face. She might call you a bunch of names. You just back off and say, I'm sorry, every time, right? Mm-hmm. If she's like freaking out, freaking out, do this with a therapist. Mm-hmm. You can do this yeah, that's process what, that's in a I've... therapist's office, yep. okay? So that's your option. Do Pay for that. I know you're not religious, but you could go to a church and see if a church counselor will sit with you. Sometimes they're free. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the second part of that is then now your wife is always welcome to say, are you lying to me right now? Mm-hmm. And you are always, you always mm-hmm. have to tell her the truth. Yeah. Okay. So, so now it's accountability. Yep, around that? It's, a, it's mm-hmm. on the table. It's accountability. It's you have, and this is, you reached out to us for help. This is what help looks like. Mm. It's really, it's hard. It's really hard yeah, to do. It's not easy. It's not easy at all to be like, Oh, I'm totally lying. So, um, okay. Uh, this is embarrassing. I drank a ton of water. <laughs> you have to pee. So can you talk about the th- next topic and I'll be right back? Yes, but I, I want to make sure that's... Okay, well, the next topic, as Seth <laughs> goes to the bathroom, good thing the bathroom is nearby. Um, he just went to the gym, so it's a little tricky. But the next thing I want to talk about... Actually, thank you for the question about lying and what to do about it. I applaud you for your bravery to send that in and to share the details that you shared with me. And I hope that this answer is really helpful to you because... It's going to be messy, but I think it's kind of like what we were saying earlier. The faster we cl- the faster we spread all the mess on the table and the more c- quickly we can clean it up, the better, and then start moving on to the next phase where you're not compulsively lying and you're not trying to protect, air quotes, protect her feelings. Hold on, there's more comments in here. Let's see. Just tell me the truth so we can work through that rather than lying and making it all so much worse. More than half the time, I don't even get mad when he tells me the truth. Yes, I agree with that. And then it says... I actually had to do this with my husband recently. I was spending money that I was putting away that he never knew about. I was actually really surprised at how gracious he was. He wasn't mad at all. I was super scared to tell him, but I felt super convicted. I would have been (laughs) kissed. (laughs) I would have been angry if he told me this, but yet he wasn't mad at me at all. I think he... I think we always think or assume that the conversation is going to go south and start a huge fight when when it really might not. Yes, that is a really great thing right there. What just happened? Our Instagram, our face, something just died on the other one. Whatever, I'm gonna leave it alone. So the next thing we wanted to talk about, Facebook. One of them just like exploded and died and went away. What do you mean? It just went away. Instagram. It's, I don't know which one that is, Instagram or Facebook. But anyway, mm. we're still going because the show is rolling. Okay, so, sorry. The next thing that we wanted to talk about is the importance of group therapy, and the reason that we're bringing this up is that we are trying to create a model of group therapy within. Anatomy of marriage. Um, so this would be like a paid subscription. You are a part of a group that is uh, dedicated, essentially. The group is dedicated to therapy, improving mm-hmm. yourself, um, improving your marriage, improving your life, blah, blah, blah. It's cheaper than individual therapy, but you have a community that knows what you're going through and only knows what you want them to know. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's uh, there's anonymity for some areas, but then you also have this like thriving community that will help you. I read mm-hmm. all that stuff. Okay. Um, so sorry, Facebook or Instagram, whoever just dropped off. Sorry about that. I don't know why it just like went away. So that's what's going on mm-hmm. with that. So one, I want to talk about a group therapy story really quick. We went to the retreat, the intimacy retreat. Mm-hmm. 
in Denver with Dr. Tina Shermer Sellers. And she did a couple group therapy things. And I have never been in group therapy, had never been in it before mm-hmm. that. And this was like, uh, she did a men's and women's thing where we were in the same room and you ask questions. And um, it was amazing. Like right. in a way that I never ever, I would have, here's what I thought about group therapy. Weird. I don't want to tell people my business, mm-hmm. right? But the second it was invited in a new way and you were, and you know, there you are, someone, maybe let's say someone across from you is sharing their story about how how they were as a kid and their dad did this or their mm-hmm. mom said that. And immediately your heart goes, oh my gosh, me too. Mm-hmm. Or someone over here starts crying because they experienced that thing too. Mm-hmm. There's something different that happens when you are in a community of people who want you to be well right. and they want to be well mm-hmm. and, and the mirror neurons start like doing the you know fireworks display Mm -hmm. and it is such a visceral experience that there is nothing like it right right? and i want to present this idea get y'all thinking about aom group therapy stuff and we might have to call it consulting like i don't know what we're going to end up naming it in Mm -hmm. the end but we want to get to talking about it and offering it because people like this the question about compulsively lying if you can't afford traditional therapy there's a a less expensive alternative where you have a community of people who will hold you accountable and help you out Mm -hmm. all of that stuff so Mm -hmm. we want to get that idea the start the ball rolling start Mm -hmm figuring out all the details of that and having conversations about it. So as a therapist, I have conducted and done hundreds, and I'm not joking, hundreds of group therapy groups, right? And there's a whole process to it. And uh, you have someone, if, if you've done group therapy, then you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. And um, I've done men's groups. I've done girls' groups. I've done boys' groups. He I've means done gr- anger actual management. girls. Not, well, he's not calling women girls. <laughs> right. Like boys', boys groups with anger, all kinds of stuff. Girls' groups, um, different men's groups, different couples' groups as well. And like my job in that, our job in that is to like hold the space. Mm-hmm. And to facilitate these conversations, mm-hmm. like conversations that you may be um, scared to have, have anxiety or whatever, or just don't even know. Like when we went to the retreat in Denver, mm-hmm. we learned a ton of stuff. You know, it wasn't that we were scared or whatever. It's like we learned and it's called, that's called psychoeducation. You're learning mm-hmm. like practical educational knowledge about psychology and the, the workings of relationships and stuff uh-huh. like that. So, yeah, it, it's such a cool experience and not only cool, but like enriching and like life-giving and helpful. And it's it's really, it's fun, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I want to really, we're going to be talking about this like literally every day in every session or every episode, I mean, mm-hmm. um, because it's something we're, that's part of our big shift that we've been trying to make as a family, as a couple with anatomy of marriage is we're transitioning into this new way of doing things. And I feel like, um, like even the women's group, for example, the thread of hundreds of comments mm-hmm. about what we are going on, what is going on with us personally, with our children, that is therapy. Like no joke. Mm-hmm. That is my therapy. My, the, the doctor we took our kid to didn't say any of those things. She said a few things, but there is nothing that can replace literally dozens and dozens of women or people who are like, I am here for you. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what I've gone through. And maybe you could learn from that. Let me tell you about the, the diet that my kid is on to help mm-hmm. him calm down. Or mm-hmm. let me tell you about what my sister went through and how that worked for her. So there is nothing that compares to this. Like I call, I, I think like people, again, people say they have a tribe, right? I think of it as a village, like mm-hmm. a village brings you different things. Right. I mean, a tribe is basically the same thing, but 
when I think of the village model, it's like you have the person over here who's the carpenter and the person over here who's the baker and the person over here who's the candlestick maker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you, and they all help you in different ways. And they're different expressions of like walking through life and different times and different journeys, different ages, different stages, different mm-hmm. kids and all those things, different genders. And I think it's so important that we surround ourselves with a village of people who really, 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 really really care mm-hmm. and um proximity principle yeah and it's not I, I just i don't know i have so many issues with how traditional the traditional model of therapy mm-hmm. is not that i think it's bad and i think it's definitely for some people right very specific issues need to be dealt with one-on-one with a therapist mm-hmm. i am not saying we're not like knocking that so don't get that in your head but right. we want to introduce the idea and um and so there's our introduction to the idea someone right. else wrote something about compulsive lying says, compulsive lying ended my marriage. He quit a job and told me he was fired. After years of catching him, I had enough. I can't imagine not ever realizing the lies. Go ahead. What? Go, oh, get go, a, get, get ahead, ahead of it, it before it becomes too much. Pray for grace. That that's is, right. Gr- that's a great point. That's really good. Okay. And it's so cool that you can make friends with someone who you never... Oh, no. Dang it. Hold on. Dang it's it. so friends. So friends. It's so cool that you can make friends with someone who you may never know, who you may never would have met. Been talking to the kindest women that are all the way across the U.S. from me. I love the women's group so much. That's I love awesome. the women's group too. Mm-hmm. It really is amazing. Okay, so we're at thirty-four minutes, you guys. We got to wrap this up. Keep in this. We're, we're putting in your brain the idea of AOM group therapy, right? Mm-hmm. And it's going to be groups. We're going to lead it. If you like all the stuff that we do, we promise you $100 million mm-hmm. that you will like that. It will be a paid group. And even the research su- suggests what we pay for, we value more. Seriously. That what we pay <laughs> yeah. for, we value more mm-hmm. because we have some skin in the game. We're accountable, right? Yeah. It's just not a free thing. We love giving free stuff. We don't care we about will that. Get, yeah, we will continue to give free stuff away every single day. But mm-hmm. this group is for people... This group is for the people who like can't find a therapist that works for them. They've mm-hmm. tried things already. Mm-hmm. They can't afford a traditional therapist. They don't want to go to traditional therapy. Right. This is going to have videos that you're going to sit and mm-hmm. watch with us. You're going to ha- you're going to have exclusive access to us. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a special email. Like it's a whole thing that we're doing. And um, the, the just the power of the village is like what's driving this. Like to see the growth and change in the women's group and how this is impacting everything. So mm-hmm. we're letting you know, and we're going to let you know every Zoom day. <laughs> all right uh britney says me too women's group is so amazing awesome okay we love you guys join us tomorrow for friday we are excited about friday why who's not i don't know oh, okay <laughs> uh, uh, but send in yeah. your questions to hello at anatomy you can write them in the threads of the video you can put them on facebook and instagram but please reach out send in more questions and again we're going to talk about the group therapy stuff every single day mm-hmm. of august so get your brain in that gear and don't get annoyed with us and write a review about it get your group on um, and oh. speaking of reviews please leave us a review on itunes it is so 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 helpful and we'll read them on the show every day and five mm-hmm. points for gryffindor <laughs> gryffindor all right, all right. bye guys love you. have a great day Bye.